This is Liz Reed. This is my podcast called Liz Life Guru. I'm a practicing therapist here in Michigan. This show will focus on addiction, mental health issues from beginning to end. I am also in recovery for the past 20 years and have plenty of topics that can help you from A to Z. So let's get started. Hi, Gina. How are you doing today? Hello. Good to see you, honey. Good to be seen. I hear that we are leaving for Italy again. That will be nice for you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm yeah. looking forward. I just want to go once. So I know. This is for a class, though, because I'm working. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. How well, that, that works, but does it sounds work? like it's going to be a really nice trip. It is. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Wonderful. Uh, I mean, I'm glad for you because everybody needs to treat themselves to the best things in life that they want to enjoy, right? They do. So this is one of the things that I talk about all the time when I talk to patients. They're like, that's a dream. That would be a dream for me to go here. That would be a dream for me to go there. And I say, well, why can't you? Oh, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. I have too many kids. I have this. I have work. I have that. And it costs a lot. What would you say to that? I say, no. You, you say, can go. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know what? So I was in Italy earlier in the summer. Yeah. A family trip. Mm-hmm. So... This trip, so I've been learning Italian. I've been studying Italian for Wonderful. over a year. Yep, Love for that. over a year. Mm-hmm. And this trip became available through one of the courses that I was taking that they were offering a study. I'll, I'm going to call it a study abroad for mm-hmm. some, for lack of a better mm-hmm. term. Anyway, they offered this course that you could take a uh, this course in Italy and full immersion, blah, blah, blah. So Wonderful. I thought, you know what? This is a once of a lifetime. That's what I thought. This is a once of a lifetime opportunity. Although I have been to Italy many times before, but this exact experience, I've never done anything like this. And I thought this is a once of a lifetime. I'm going to make it happen. So I started the planning and the saving and the getting ready Mm -hmm. in February because Italy is, you know, it's expensive to do this, but put the money aside and worked and saved and planned. And so here we go. So I'm leaving for Italy to, so yeah, I made it happen. You made it happen. And would you be so kind as to divulge your age for us, please? I am 55. She is 55 years old. I am 62 years old soon. In October, I'll be 62. You know what you're doing? You're living your authentic life. And that is the topic of our conversation today. Who are you? What are you? And what do you want out of your life, right? Mm-hmm. Significant people say, I'm too old. I have, I don't, you know, it's passed for me. Everything's gone. There's nothing for me to do. I live in guilt. I live in shame. I can't do what I want to do with my life. It's far too late. I deal with a lot of women that in particular, um, you and I don't have children, so we don't have the empty, empty nest syndrome. But for us, we we have bills. We have things we have to take care of. We both have husbands. We have jobs. We make money. We do things. So mm-hmm. we have our own obstacles. It doesn't always have to be children that you can't advance your life. Right. You have to find ways in your life to figure out what you want that helps you progress. So whether you have children or do not have children or you have daily things that you need to do, why can't you take a trip to Italy more than once in a lifetime? Why can't you take a cruise? Why can't you learn another language like you did? Yeah, you know, I think it has to do with you have to feel, you have to put yourself in a position where you, it's something you want yeah. And you have to feel, okay, I'm going to do this. And you, and you have to feel like uh, this is a goal or a hope or it's something you want to do. I will say in the last year, yeah, I'm 55 and I decided at, you know, 54 to learn another language. Now, did I know some words in Italian? Yes. Did I know some phrases? Yes. However, complete immersion, like being able to fluently 
communicate. Mm-hmm. I'm not even fluent, but 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 being able to communicate when in Italy that I can do, that I can make myself understood, that I can, you know, express my needs, my wants, my desire, whatever. I can go into a store and talk. I can talk to family. I can talk. So to learn that, start learning that in my, you know, when I was 54 when I started, it, you know, it takes it takes some commitment. Was it easy? No. Were there times when I ended the class? So I took it online. I took mm-hmm. these classes online. There were times when I ended the class, closed this camera and cried because it's hard. Of course it is. It is hard. There are times that when I'm in the class, I'm biting the inside of my mouth so I don't cry in <laughs> class. It's hard. It mm-hmm. is very hard to do to learn another language at any age, but to learn another language, period. Yes, and it's, but it's, how proud but I keep are you? Going. Yeah, I just keep going. Yes. I just keep going. Like, and when I'm in Italy, I stay in Italian. Like I, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. I, and you know, the whomever I'm talking to will realize that you're in, that you're American and that you speak English, and they'll switch. And I stay in Italian. So I just, you know, like mm-hmm. I commit to it. And it's it's not easy. It is very hard. And it would be much easier to switch to English with them because that's my you sure. know, my sure. birth language. Um, but no, it, and it, I have had to find the confidence in myself Absolutely. to say that I can do this mm-hmm. and then do it and stay in that language and know that I make mistakes. I make mistakes all the time. But, all the time. I say things wrong. what you are doing is living your authentic life. So yes. we hear this big word. Oprah yeah. actually brought it to fruition yeah. for everybody to view and, and semi-understand. The authentic you doesn't stop when you have children, stop when you get married, stop no. when you reach a certain age, stop when you retire. The authentic you is the person who you are inside that chooses to make changes within your life and become a better person, do yeah. more things, experience Uh, different things in your life, new goals. I remember Sally Fields one time seeing her being interviewed and she was playing on a piano and they said, do you play the piano? She said, no, I just started recently. I just want to learn. And that was like a light bulb moment for me. That is your authentic self. You're always learning, always growing. That is the key to happiness. When I was, I'm a retired teacher. I taught for 30 years. Mm -hmm. When I was teaching, I mentored many new teachers. And I always said to them, you need to be true to you. Mm-hmm. Be true to yourself. You have to advocate for your own needs and wants as you're teaching because teaching is very overwhelming. But you got you have to be true to who you are in a in, in your classroom. So there's there's whatever comes down from the higher ups from administration about what you have to teach and what you have to do. But you have to be true to who you are and your personality in your delivery mm-hmm. and how you go about doing this. Absolutely, and it's hard because you get beat down. Mm-hmm. by administration, by parents, by, you know, life. And you mm-hmm. think, fine, I'm just going to do it. You know, I'm not going to, but you have to find yourself and be true to yourself. And I think that's all too often what happens is we lose ourselves, and mm-hmm. we become someone else because of outside influences. Yes. And also, and this connects us back to social media. What mm-hmm. is our authentic self? One of the first things I learned as becoming uh, my second career at 46 year old, years old, going back to college to U of M in Michigan State, which a lot of people are frightened to do. Is, you know, they're scared to death to go back to school. They feel life has passed them by, mm-hmm. and and that which isn't even true. I've I have one of my patients right now. I couldn't be more proud of. She's 43 and just went uh, got accepted at U of M and showed me your T-shirt the other day. I was so proud of her. So so proud of her. And she didn't think she could do it. She was scared to death. But one of the things is is that. Um, 
you have to be the same person that, yeah, yes, we do gentle adjusting, right? Sure. That I am sitting here right now with you that I am when I'm in a business meeting, when I'm with my family, when I'm out in public. If you put on this persona that you're somebody entirely different on through all your social media and when you're around different people, how well do you think that's going to hold up in a crisis situation? I mean, we hear about it all the time. I mean, I was really sad to hear that Ellen DeGeneres, who seemed like this great woman, was, you know, some kind of lunatic to work for. And, you know, you hear that all the time, not just her, but so many different people. Your authenticity, who you are, um, defining who you are, good or bad, or maybe a little edgy, is what is going to give you peace in your life. I think social media is is such a I mean, it's so, it's so, it's hope, so, such a pack of lies, for it lack is. of a better word. Yeah. Because you see people and they paint this perfect picture like, oh, I did this or I did that. Or, you know, I got this, I got this box from so-and-so and I'm, I, you know, they, so-and-so Clorox or whomever. Absolutely or Perel obsessed. Or whatever, you know, they sent me this. Okay. They didn't just decide to send this to you. Yeah. The truth of the matter is when you get a package like that, that company contacts you, you know, it's coming because they ask for your information. They ask if they can send it like, and, mm -hmm. and the general public doesn't realize that. And they're like, well, why didn't I get anything from L'Oreal or why didn't Clorox send mm -hmm. me, you know? So I think that, I think the other thing is people go on and they overshare sometimes. I just sent you a post. I'm like, why do yeah. people share this about yes. this young woman? We'll call her an influence for influencer mm -hmm. for a black and she was sharing about being ill way too graphic and I, I just sent you this text that said yeah. why why are people oversharing so I think there's both sides like sure. they share absolutely everything like nobody needs to know about her bodily functions mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's what it was in and and then there's people who are like perfect who've never misstepped or you know been sick a day in their life mm -hmm. so I, right it goes back to what you said finding your authentic self and social media most of the people on there who are influencers aren't there are aren't no a glimmer of their or they're self. or they're too, like you said too over the top too but over the top that's all to get the likes and everything right. you know uh, that goes along with it so why would you think somebody probably wouldn't want to express who they really are typically shame right insecure insecure low self esteem guilt any one of those things could be part of it yeah i always told new teachers someone else's opinion, that parent's opinion, or the, you know, the person next to you, their opinion of you is none of your business. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's none of your business what somebody else thinks of you. You and I have talked about that before. Right, yeah. But that's difficult when you're a sensitive person, when you find it difficult to take criticism, constructive mm -hmm. criticism, or understanding that people may not like you and you want people to like you ultimately, you know, with that, that's how I think life works. We ultimately want people to like us. I think we do. I think people who don't typically like us, it's something in themselves that they don't like. Sure. And that's easy to say, but we always twist it around to, but how come this is happening to me? I can see that for you. Mm -hmm. So this is what that self-awareness is about, being kind to yourself and understanding when you're feeling guilt or shame or not feeling authentic or feeling like you can show yourself as you are as a human being, there's something that you resent or don't like about yourself that is holding you back. So for someone who's listening today, who's listened to us talk and share our learning journeys and our experiences and our life and what we've done, and they are identifying with some of what we've said, like, oh yeah, that's me, or yeah, that's how I feel. Mm -hmm. For someone who realizes that that's them and they want to make a change. What's the first step? Well, one of the first steps is identifying who you really are and what you want. 
You, me, everybody in this world is entitled to have any kind of life that they want, even if it's a small scrap. I was just having a conversation with our buddy here, Bill, before you came in. And um, we were talking about my brother, who's a musician. Bill's a musician. And we were talking about bands, putting band. My brother Dan's going to put a band back together. He's not going to make any money yet or become famous. But you know what? That is his authentic self. If he doesn't play music, he can't function. He's not a happy person. So the number one thing to do is to figure out what it is you want to do, whether you're going to be good at it or not. One of the things my sister says all the time, I love my sister, but she does say, why bother? We're this old now, why bother? You know, she always says that. So there's the Pollyanna side of me saying, do it, try it, do whatever you want. Be your authentic self, figure out what it is you want out of this life and do it. And then there's the other people, the other side or for within ourselves, that battle that we have within ourselves that says, why even start this now? My life is over. For the person who's listening and says, well, I don't even know who I am. I don't know what I want. Yeah, well, you have to, Literally sit and think about just the basic things because a lot of people get overly involved in their own families, in their own friend groups and, and or marriage or they're helping their husband with his career or they've been so involved in their career that they don't even know what some of their favorite things are, small things are. So we start small. As a therapist, I always start small. What is it? What do you like? Do you like being outside? Do you like, uh, what kind of music do you like? Where do you like to go? What, you know, what things do you find yourself feeling happy and comfortable in? Are there people who can't answer those questions the first time? Many, many, many people that we have to literally start at what's your favorite color. Um, And I've mentioned that on your show, the other show that you do is that, you know, it's the, you know, what is your favorite color? What, you know, just simply basic things. So there's stalling techniques that we, we have in our own brain that stop us from growing which is growing, be, being creative, being your authentic self, doing more to make your life happier. Like I'm already planning trips. You know, I love to travel. So I've got them deep, knee deep now on where I want to go, what I want to do. I've got loose ones with you. I'm like, I want to go with Gina at some point, get to Florida, you know, get to Italy and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to the tropics, you know, stuff like that. But there's stuff that stalls us. And that's the life. Those are the inhibitors. That's the shame. That's the guilt. That's the conscience that we need to repair and fix. So when we find ourselves saying, hey, you know what? God damn it. I should have always built that train. I should have always taken that class to learn another language, which I'm wrestling with French right now. I really want to get immersed in French. You know, and I've talked a bit Mm -hmm. about that and I'm going to do it because it's bothering me because I really want to know another language and I'd like it to be French for some reason. That's what I'd like to learn now. Maybe I'll learn Italian second, right? Sure. The world is my oyster at any at any point. But there's things that stop us that keep us depressed and keep us down. And that's usually our own rumination, our own dynamics within our own brain that tell us we can't do things. And then God forbid we ask for a second opinion from somebody who isn't going to be as supportive. Well, and here's what I've learned about asking opinions. Mm -hmm. I'm not asking an opinion from anybody that that I don't value their own, their own life, life. Like Mm -hmm. all too often we say, oh, I'm going to ask, you know, I'm going to ask, I'm going to start asking people about what they think about, you know, what uh, something as inane as what color should my hair be? And everybody's got a thought, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. not everybody. I mean, what does it matter what everybody else thinks? Because you're going to find enough people to agree with you and enough people to disagree with you. 
Sure. And someone, you know, so I think that that's all too often we, we figure, oh, if we ask enough people, I'm going to ask, you know, I'm going to ask 10 people. Well, what if, what if five and five, you know, what better? What if four and six and it's not what you want? What if it's three and seven and it's not what you mm-hmm. want? I mean, what, I think all too often we ask too many opinions of what people think. Absolutely. And people live, enjoy living in compliance, in, in complacency, in, in um, their normal everyday, everyday life without much change. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. you would think we would want to explore and get out there and see what's, what's up next for us and what can we do as our time frees up. But for the most part, this is why we see so much um, uh, geriatric aging and suicide with geriatric patients that commit suicide. It's like, is this all there is? Is this the end of my life? I never achieved all those things that I wanted to do because primarily their own self-doubt is what kept them down, their own Mm -hmm. self-doubt. And then they went to a spouse or I'm not saying literally, but they could have gone to a spouse or a friend said, hey, you know, I'm really thinking about doing this or that. And they were like, oh my gosh, you know, Jane, Mm -hmm. sit down. What do you, you know, I mean, you're 70 years old. What do you mean you want to learn a new language? What do you mean you want to go to Switzerland. What are you talking about? You know, this is it. This is your life. Go, go pack bags over there at uh, the local Kroger. You know, that's not how I want to live. No, you know, a few years ago, my dad died unexpectedly five years ago. And my mom, you know, found herself not expecting to be a widow as young as she was. Mm -hmm. And it was very difficult. The first year was very difficult. But once, you know, we developed a new normal and a new routine. One of the things she did was she saw an ad online to be a dog walker. Uh, That's awesome. And she started walking this woman's dog and absolutely loved it. And Mm -hmm. originally the woman wanted just a couple days a week and my mom loved it so much. She said to the woman, can I come every day? Yeah. You know, so it, Mid seventies, mm-hmm. she becomes a dog walker just for one person, but you know, sure. is walking a dog, walking some ladies who can't get out, who's you know got mm-hmm. some her own health issues. And my mom was was a dog, you know, became a dog walker. That's wonderful, Isn't that funny. So, so never too young to make a change. No, just no. based on oh, she saw an ad mm-hmm. and did it. So how what would it look like to live in your own authenticity? Well, it would look like freedom. You would be living free of, of your own binds that we create, that, we, that construct and cripple ourselves. We're usually through our own overthinking and rumination about what everybody else, whoever they are, thinks about us. Yeah, we think, oh God, what are people going to think if I... Sure. I mean, you look at some of that social media, I've told you, you know, I put a recipe for broccoli up there and somebody's criticizing my hair, my face, and you're a psycho to even, you know, want to talk about broccoli. It's <laughs> like, what, what is wrong with people? You know, it's my broccoli, God, people. It's broccoli. I'm just saying, you know, telling you how to fix it. Well, and then there's all these people who say, that was the dumbest broccoli recipe I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. I'm leaving. I'm not following you anymore. Sure. Why do they have to tell us? So they're not, Okay. <laughs> Go right ahead. Go right ahead. You don't have to announce your departure, people. Absolutely. So if you're living in your authenticity, there's a certain amount of freedom to that because you're confident. Yeah. Because you are who you are. You can say confidently, well, I've brought that up before. Right. This is how I feel about that issue. I brought that up before. This is how I feel about this. This is how I feel about that. This is not uh, an open end to uh, being rude. 
which I think is very misconstrued in this day and age about, I don't give a fuck about what anybody thinks about me. Aren't I a badass on social media? Well, and that's a different... That's a whole nother thing. That's a whole a whole nother issue and a whole yeah. nother set, truly a whole nother mm-hmm. set of problems. It is. Because you can believe in something, but then there are people who just say whatever yeah. because they feel they can, that's mm-hmm. their opinion, but do they really believe all the... BS that they're putting out there. They don't because people that need to mouth off that much, be that rude, hurt that many people are truly suffering inside. And see, for me, even just saying that, I'll take a beating for saying that on social media, for even saying that people that are being open and honest about, you know, I don't care who it hurts. This is just who I am. That's not what authenticity is. That's not what it is. Authenticity is knowing what you want, knowing how to discover the openings and the and the things that you want in your life, the things you want to bring into your life. Um, I've often said when I'm 90 years old, I just may redecorate my house if I'm 90. You know, and people would say, why in the hell would you do that? Because I want to, Mm -hmm. you know, if you constantly have something to look forward to, a small thing to look forward to, um, your authenticity describes who you are. You feel comfortable in your own clothes. You feel comfortable with your own thought process. And it makes you a kinder, more gentler human being because you're comfortable in your own skin instead of living a lie. So someone who's just starting, who's going to determine what their favorite color is or how they really want to wear their hair or what shoes they might like or Mm -hmm. what color they want to paint a wall. They're going to start small with something small. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those are all various degrees of small. Absolutely. But something small, they're going to make a decision. I think making a decision is going to be the key for some people who are listening. For sure. Make a decision about something. And change takes time. I can't, you know, implore that enough. Change will take time. But... Think about the people in your life. Like if you change your hair or you get a tattoo or you learn a language, all these naysayers that tell you they don't like this authentic self, they don't like who you are, your therapist will help you with this too. <laughs> help, they'll be your biggest cheerleader or they should be. Let me just and say I, that. And I will tell you from who's made a change with the language. It's hard. I cried. Yes. I Sometimes I still cry when I get off the camera because sure. it's hard. It is Change is not easy. Change is is never easy. No. And I can say a lot more now than I could a year ago, but Mm -hmm. I still, the other day at the end of class, I was so overwhelmed by the learning. I was teary. I'm like, Mm -hmm. all right, knock it off. Move on. But you have to keep going. Oh, You have to keep going. Otherwise you can go right back to where you were and you will be miserable. So it's important. I shake it off. I have my little pity party and moved on. So, Mm -hmm. but, but, but the point is that it's, even though I've been doing it a year, making this change, committing to something new, who I Mm -hmm. wanted to take on, it's still hard a year later. It sure is. And so for your authentic self, if you're going to start, you need to start small. Think about these people around you, the naysayers that may say, why are you doing this? I see a lot of people who come to have have therapy with me, therapy treatment with me that are starting to get better and do better. Often their family will start saying, I like the old you. I don't like this new you. Oh, you're the ones who told me I needed therapy. Now I'm starting to realize who I am. I'm starting to understand my authenticity of what I am and who I want to be, and you don't like it. Well, think about it honestly. If you start changing your hair, tattoos, learning a language, or learning to travel, save money for travel, any one of those things, are the people that actually love you in reality, are they going to stop loving you? Then they never loved you at all. 
So that is our biggest fear about change is people are going to turn away from us. So building on your self-confidence, building on your self-esteem and how you feel about yourself and confident in what you want and knowing that what you want and what you want to do and how you want to move forward in your life does not mean this is a negative thing for anybody else or you're hurting anybody else. This is a positive thing. And by leading with example, so many people are going to follow. So many of your people are going to follow. And your authentic self is who you are here, who you are there, and who you will always be. I recommend it to everybody. Thank you, Gina. You're welcome. The information in this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not meant to replace treatment or diagnosis by a qualified mental health professional. 